What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. Welcome to Tweet Talks. Yes, yes, your girl has been on vacation. And sometimes when we take a vacation, we have to vacate from everything, right? Anybody out there feel me? Sometimes when you vacation, you're on vacation, you don't just vacation from the work world. You vacation from everything, right? (laughs) All right, y'all. So today's episode is something a little near and dear to me. But before we get into the episode, first thing I want to do is I want to give condolences condolences or heartfelt condolences to the Tyree Nichols family and friends. As we all know, over the weekend, this tragic event happened where this 29-year-old male, black male, was brutally beat by five police officers. From what we know, these police officers were part of a special uh, special ops unit called the Scorpion. These were five black male officers that were involved in this case. But it was a 50 unit special operations unit called Scorpion. Now, based on information that I have, and I always tell people, if you disagree with what I'm talking about or what what we're discussing here on my podcast, keep it in mind, though, (laughs) is um, you can always hit me up at tweettalks at proton.me and we can discuss it. Maybe go back and forth or maybe even be a guest with your what your ideas and your thoughts on the show. Okay, but getting back on topic here. So this 29 year old male was brutally beat by these five officers. Now this crime actually took place on the streets of Memphis. Many of you have seen the video. We see the officers beating, kicking, punching this young man. We also see one of the officers extending his aspen, which most know to be called as a baton which is a, a, a special, um, what we call it, item. It's, um, it can be used um, in force for law enforcement. But when we look at the case, we have to really look at this thing with a third eye, okay? And first, I want to say that anything I discuss and mention on this podcast is my own thoughts. It does not represent from any other entities. Okay. But getting back on topic here, when we look at that video, we see these five officers obviously beating this man. Now, let's take a look at things from an internal perspective. We're going to take, we're going to take, we're going to take a look at this from the officer's perspective, perhaps. And then we're going to take a look at it from... Mr. Nichols, Mr. Tyree Nichols' perspective, and we'll speak as far as his family. Okay. So now these officers were obviously, they knew that what they were doing were wrong. Okay. Well, that's, that's the first thing that we're going to say. We know that what they're doing, we know that they know what they're doing is wrong. One, because being a member of law enforcement, you know that you are not supposed to kick, punch, and beat someone. Okay. 
And that's regardless of what's going on. I mean, you can defend yourself, but we know that you're not supposed to do this, right? Okay. Not just that, they were doing it in a public place. Okay. Now, members of law enforcement do know that when you take on the act of doing something you should not be doing, even in a fit of rage, when you're in the public, there's, possi there's, there's possibly somebody always watching. I mean, if somebody's got a camera, somebody uh, taking a picture, somebody visually seeing and becoming a witness. These are the things that we know. We also know that these five guys, officers that were working on this unit, were working side by side. Okay, so you, so you can look at it like, okay, this is a co-worker that is ultimately going to have my back. Right? Because when you're working with a group of people in an environment like that, you have to have that connection of where you know that you're in a safe place. Right? Okay. So from the officer's perspective, knowing that these five officers were doing something that they know they should not have been doing, but felt comfortable. Why would they do these things right under a camera? Hmm. Okay. So let's take another look into the law, law enforcement world. Okay. So if these guys are working this unit, that means they know the area. That means that they know this street leads to this street. This street has a light with a camera in it. This one doesn't. So my question from the officer's perspective is what made them feel like it was okay to do this and that they were not clearly recorded? Okay. If we look back at all the other cases where there has been a black male hurt, it's normally through a body cam that is going to pick up rapid movements, maybe a shuffled voice. You really can't tell who's who. And it may not be a clear image, but this one, this video of this man being brutally murdered was captured on clear video footage. You can clearly see that someone pulls out a baton. I mean, if I were a member of this unit, I would question why they felt comfortable doing this on camera or doing this in an area where they know the camera is because let's all think about it in the workplace. If you work in a building, okay, if you work, let's say in a department store that you know that there are cameras to capture suspects that may be stealing, that may be shoplifting. You know that the cameras are there. Why would you jump in front of the camera and decide you're going to put something in your pocket right in front of that camera if you know that it's there? My idea on this thing is it was a setup. People don't feel comfortable jumping in front of a camera doing things that they know is wrong, especially when you think about losing your career, when you think about losing your freedom, when you think about the embarrassment or harm that could be brought towards your family, your children. Never being able to be employed in this career field again. Why is it that they felt comfortable doing this? That's my first thought. My second thought is. There are some fields 
that are well known for narcissists. Narcissistic people that feel that they can do the things that they want to do and they are above the law. They're almost untouchable. This is a problem. And it's a problem that will not be addressed until you realize that it's a part of the problem. You put some of these people in uniforms that have never felt any particular way in their life, never felt, had self-esteem, never felt any authority, maybe have been overlooked by family. But the moment you put that uniform on, you become somebody. Maybe not to the ones of the past, but most definitely the ones of the future. And that's the only way these things is going to change is when we realize that there is a sickness, an illness that is running through certain particular fields in public, in, that, that deal with the public and, 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 and work with the public and secure the public and supply for the public. They, these people are amongst us and they feel like they can do whatever they want to do and they're untouched. So this is the officer's standpoint that I wanted to mention in the Tyree Nichols case. Now let's look at it from his perspective. Rest in peace, Tyree Nichols. But we'll look at it from the family's perspective. This young man was not armed. There was no reason for deadly force to be used. None. And some people say, well, he could have been fighting. He could have hit him with something. Five men on one person is an uneven battle. There was no reason for deadly force to be used on this young man. Okay. There was no reason for three, four, five officers to beat this one young man to death. And when we think about it. Sometimes because of the way things have gone previously with police brutality cases, they may feel like it'll just happen the same way again, slap on the wrist. But I have a, I have a strong idea that this case is going to go a lot different. It's going to go a lot different. Because one thing that this case has done is it has removed the monotony of in the past police brutality being a white officer against a black young man. Let's just say it. So now this case, because the clear footage was made obvious, will allow not just some of law enforcement to be looked at as a whole as bad, this changes it to everybody in law enforcement. Which when you remove the sum and put all, it creates unity in that area of strength. So we got to take a, a big look at this picture, everybody. I don't think it's just something we just need to look at and say, okay, you know what? This was horrible because there were black officers. No. There's something more going on here. I urge anybody that's paying attention and listening to this podcast to look into, let's look into the lives of these officers. Let's look into the, the world that they were in previous to law enforcement. 
I can almost tell you they probably were average Joes with nothing else standing out for themselves. And when, once again, they put that uniform on. And now we can do what we want when we say when we want to. It's an illness. And again, my condolences go out to the Tyree Nichols family. I hope they get justice. But I hope that there's a strong reform, not for how the job is done, because the reality of it is there are some good officers out here that do their job with the utmost respect. They have the ability to empathize with the public or even a suspect. But then there's some that are not well. And they're out here making everybody look bad. So I think it's important for a deeper look to be taken into this and, and take into consideration the fact that when a person has the a job, a duty to provide safety and security, and they feel like whenever they decide to breach that on camera, it's a problem. And I guarantee you it's not the first time that this problem has arrived with these five officers. They probably got slapped on the wrist a few times. They probably are part of an elite unit that many people don't want to do the job. So, okay, we'll give you a few extra dollars, give you some extra days off, put you in a badass uniform, and send you out there. Now you've taken somebody that may not have a strong ego or self-esteem for themselves, and you've taken it straight to the top. You can't have a huge ego without acting it out, right? You can't. You cannot. When that when a person's ego changes from low to high, you can tell. You can tell by the way they act, the way they dress, the things they do, the things they say. It becomes very evident. So we're going to go ahead and say peace out to y'all. I hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. And again, deepest condolences and prayers to the Tyree Nichols family. And I hope this touches the mind of somebody that's looking to make some reform. Because it's much needed. It's much needed. Peace, peace, y'all.